Welcome back to another episode of the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship, event sponsorship, and how digital is affecting the industry. I'm your co-host, Nick Lawson, co-founder of a company called Squad. We're helping sports teams events connect fans to sponsors digitally through digital activations. As always with me here, Rich Franklin, Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships for the Oakview Group, AccraSure Arena, and AHL Coachella Valley Firebirds. Um, Rich, we're going to kind of spin it today for this episode a lot of what we chat about is how you as a team can make sure you're coming through for your sponsors, you're getting them what they need, you're keeping them updated, all of that. Um, but kind of thinking about it this week, there's obviously moments when we set up everything right for a sponsor and sometimes they don't hold up their end of the bargain, whether it's you know, don't, not hosting a player signing when they said they would. Uh, during the season, not promoting something maybe in their stores uh, when they said they wanted to, maybe all the way down to kind of pulling back some of their sponsorship spend. So the topic this week is really how do you deal with kind of that sponsor not living up to their end of the bargain uh, with their with their agreement with what they said they would do um, and just managing kind of that piece so that obviously you're not really hurting the relationship. So I guess I'll kind of throw it to you, Rich. First question is how often do you see kind of this happening within partnerships in the years you've worked in partnerships to where, you know, maybe the sponsor isn't living up to that, you know, end of the bargain or what they agreed to, or, you know, making it hard for you to be able to maximize the value that they're getting? Well, it doesn't happen a lot, fortunately, at least not in my experience. I think most of the time when you've got a partner that's paying you uh, hopefully good money to uh, to be your partner, that they understand that, that look, we're, we're writing you a check and, uh, you know, the idea here is that we need to maximize the benefit from our paid partnership. Uh, So it doesn't happen very often. I think, Nick, where I've seen most of the problems or challenges is one of two things. Either either we're not talking to the right person uh, within the organization for fulfillment. And this may even be sometimes, you know, the person that we're talking to is saying, Oh no no no! I'll 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 take care of that. I'll you know this is on me. I'll do this. Uh, only to find out that that person uh, maybe has too much on their plate, or uh, you know doesn't have the the bandwidth, shall we say, to to fully uh, engage with uh, with the activation portion of this partnership. So that's the first scenario. Uh, and then the second scenario that I've seen a couple of times is that there's not a clear uh, explanation or a clear setting of what the expectation is as far as, okay, this is the asset. Here's what I'm responsible for. Here's what you're responsible for. And as we've often discussed, the missing element sometimes is the buy when. And we don't set what the time expectation is for a particular deliverable, and by the time that somebody realizes, oh my God, you know, we need this, uh, you've missed your window of opportunity, or it's just so rushed that that it doesn't 
uh, it doesn't have its full effect. So I, I would say those are kind of the two two situations where where I've seen uh, sponsorships not live up to their full potential, or in some cases actually, uh, you know, assets get missed. It's usually either the sponsor, uh, as they say, the contact that you're working with doesn't have the bandwidth or doesn't have the ability to fully take care of all the deliverables, or there's not a clear delineation or explanation as to what the deliverable is, who's responsible for it, and most importantly, the date by which it needs to be delivered. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really intrigued because I, I totally agree with you. Those, those in, in my experience as well, are kind of the two things just through our activations that we've seen. So I'm curious on kind of the first one you brought up. Is it, to, to kind of avoid that, is it sort of, do you bring that up, I guess, in the meeting to say, hey, look, here, you know, we're going to be doing player signings. Who's the best person to be talking to about that? Who do we need to coordinate with? Yeah. Uh, is it kind of setting that expectation up front and really pushing on that to make sure you don't miss something? Um, just to yeah. make sure, again, you know, I got to imagine there's kind of a, a little bit of an art to it to make sure I'm not pushing this person to say, hey, I don't think you're the person who's in charge of this. But at the same time, setting yourself up for success to make sure you're in front of the right person. Yeah. I think the first thing that you do is after the contract is signed is you, you, you get on your Excel spreadsheet there and you have a very, um, you know, item by item, asset, asset by asset breakout of what those assets are. And then what you do is you set up a follow-up meeting, and one of the things you got to ask at that follow-up meeting is, is there anybody else on your side, meaning on the sponsor's side, that should be a part of this conversation? In other words, you're asking right up front, basically, and, and you're not trying to say, I don't think you've got the bandwidth or I don't think you've got the ability to stay on top of this. I think you're phrasing it in such a way that you're saying, is there anybody else who you think would be need to be a part of, of fulfilling this partnership, either from a graphic standpoint or a scheduling standpoint or, you know, whatever it may be. So I think that's the first thing that you got to do is, is, is really uh, clearly, concisely, say, this is everything that's got to be done. Here are the by-whens. Here's the specs. I'm, I'm bringing all this to you now. You tell me, is there somebody else that, that needs to be part uh, of, of making this, bringing this partnership to life? And, and so I think that's step one is just ask the question. You know, here's everything. There's quite a bit here. Is there anybody else? And, and not doing it in a I doubt that you have the ability to do it sort of a way. It's more of a, is there anybody else who's going to have a hand in bringing this partnership to life? Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, again, I just thinking this through, I think it's so vital to, like you said, I'm responsible for X, you're responsible for Y, by when, and then again, inserting those and really making that almost like a, a table or a sheet uh, that obviously goes along with your contract um, are there any kind of contract 
clauses that you'll put in because I mean it's it's I guess one one scenario that's going through my head is let's say you, you're supposed to do like a player signing and then it never gets scheduled um, and then the sponsor comes back at the end of the year and is like well can we get that you know bank for us toward next year because we never scheduled this thing for this season um, and we didn't kind of get that value. Um, is, is there things that you set up in the contract to kind of prevent from that um, when it is, you know, technically your sponsor's fault for kind of not coming through on, let's say, a scheduling thing like that? Well, I, I think you got to take a look on a case-by-case basis and say, why is it that this particular element did not come to pass? Uh, mm-hmm. Is it because I dropped the ball and, and you know, only mentioned it once and then kind of forgot about it? Or do I have the list of 10 emails uh, that I sent to, to the organization saying, we need to schedule this, we need to schedule this, this needs to be scheduled, and they drop the ball? You know, one of the things, too, that, that I think would be a good question to ask early on is real simple one, like, you know, if, if I can't reach you, is there somebody else that I ought to talk to about getting this scheduled? Mm-hmm. Um, again, at least you're doing, you know, what you need to do in good faith to make sure that this all comes to pass. So, it, but in the scenario that you just presented where something didn't happen, I think what you need to do is have a clear, uh, understanding. First of all, you got to manage the expectation that if something doesn't happen, uh, and it doesn't happen because it's your fault, you're going to make it good. If it's something that didn't happen because it's their fault, uh, okay, maybe we'll give you the benefit of the doubt once. Uh, but if it continues to be a problem, then I think what you do is you say, look, uh, you know, we've tried to do this particular feature or, or activate this particular asset. We haven't been able to do it. Should we be doing something else? Is, is this uh, something that, for whatever reason, is is just either it's not enough of a priority or we have some difficulty pulling it off, should we look to shift the asset someplace else? And I think you're, you're wanting to do that anyway, just as part of doing your job to, to, to try to look at ways to maximize the return that your sponsors are getting. But I, I think that in, in the scenario that you present there, I think you have to take a hard look at it from the standpoint of, did, did I drop the ball? Did they drop the ball? We're not pointing fingers here, but, you know, who's to blame? And so as to avoid this from happening again, should we remove this particular element and go with something else that uh, is a little bit easier to execute? Yeah, no, totally makes sense. I think the, the next piece is, you know, when I was selling restaurant ads, Sometimes somebody wouldn't get us their photo and deadline was coming, expectation, all of that. Um, And then it would kind of come to a place where um, we would get to a place of, okay, at at this point, I'm literally going online, going to, you know, your website and pulling pictures down and sending you that picture and saying, hey, is this a good one? I guess the question back to you is, at what point do you – start to um, go to that sponsor and give almost do the work for them and, and give them sort of, hey, just 
open your dealership at this time, we have everything ready and kind of do the work yeah. for them, even though technically, again, it was really on them to well, kind of do that work. Te- yeah, it may be technically on them, but if it's going to reflect poorly on them or worse yet, reflect poorly on you, then you got to do what you got to do. And I think what you do in that case, you know, is you say, I really need this photo or I need this image. Um, I've asked you for it five times or whatever. Um, here's one that I came up with. If this is not okay, please let me know by, you know, five o'clock today, because that's our deadline. Otherwise this is what we're going to run with. Um, you know, and, and then again, you've done, I think you've done all you can to try to ensure success. You've tried, you've reached out, you've offered a, a proposed solution. Uh, so and then if they get upset about it and say, why the heck did you run that? Just, you just say, Hey, look, I tried. I, I, I told you what the deadline was. I told you what the, uh, uh, what we needed from you. We didn't get it. I gave you this other graphic, uh, said, if this is not okay, please, you know, reach me, uh, reach out to me. And you never did. So, you know, please understand, I am trying to do everything, uh, to make this successful for you. You're the one that's paying the money for this. Uh, and again, maybe that's a time when you say, uh, is there anybody else within the organization that I can work with, that I can reach out to, to uh, to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, and you know, kind to go to the extreme side of this, um, a little bit diving into uh, now the money side of it. So obviously, there's things where it's like, hey, I'm doing you know a ton of work on this. You're not you know you're not opening your dealership. You didn't see enough value there. Um, Trouble clients or, you know, um, not living up to their end of the bargain sometimes can include just kind of payment uh, of that uh, agreed contract um, or, you know, pulling money back. I guess any advice on that end of, hey, what, you know, how you how you kind of deal with those situations to where it's like, hey, you know, we're actually I know we signed the agreement for this, but we're actually only, you know, realizing we can't do as many dealership signing uh, pieces as we would like. So we're going to pull that back, um, and, and go with something, you know, go with a smaller price, I guess. How do you kind of deal with that part of it? Which again, is a little bit more serious than, Hey, you didn't get me, you know, the graphics for the signs. Well, I, I, of course, uh, you know, if you're doing everything that you promised on your end, uh, I try not to do anything that's going to reduce the price. I think what you try to do then is say, is there something else that we could be doing uh, in lieu of uh, this particular asset so that you're not saying, all right, this, uh, this $50,000 deal, uh, because you couldn't hold up your end of the bargain, we're just going to take this out and make it a, a $35,000 deal. You still want it to be a 50000 or even more, but maybe what you do is say, hey, look, instead of doing 10 of these per year, I think the, the, the number we're all comfortable with is maybe five. So let's take the, the uh, value from these other five that we're not going to do and let's put it into, into another area. 
Now, one of the things I do want to bring up, and this is probably a good time to, to bring it up, is there does reach a point where, frankly, I don't care how much money they're spending with me. It's more of a pain, of the, pain in the ass than it's worth uh, to continue to work with this particular partner. And that's, you know, this is kind of an, ex- an extreme example, but at some point, I think you do have to say this is this is taking more time, it's taking more energy, it's taking more, more, more than it is worth. Who else is out there? Is there another partner in this category that I could go out and pursue? And and you know, I, I remember hearing this being referred to one time as firing your customer, where Essentially, you're saying to not only yourself, but to them, you know, in, in not maybe these exact terms, but you're basically saying, this isn't worth my time, effort, and energy. I'm not, you know, this it's not working for either one of us. Uh, you know, we need to try to find something else. And maybe sometimes the, the answer to that particular problem is to just go out and find another partner, uh, hopefully one that's going to pay uh, even more than what your original partner was, who maybe is willing to, uh, you know, put in their side of the work necessary to make the partnership a success. Again, you never want to be in that situation. You'd prefer not to be in that situation. But I think sometimes it does get to that point where you just have to say, the juice ain't worth the squeeze, and I got to find somebody else out there that, you know, the dollars are going to be the same, but my headaches are reduced uh, by, you know, 100%. And uh, let's go find who that other partner is and, and let's get them in here instead of these guys. Yeah. And that was going to be my last question, I guess, is to your point. Eventually, you're getting to a point where you're just like, man, we're putting so much more time into this than maybe we can, you know, can, can, stand or you know is worth the partnership i guess what is you know is in your mind what is that breaking point for you is there a calculation is it more of an art than a science of like hey this doesn't seem like it's going to work i guess that's not question number one question number two is you know i guess how do you break that to the sponsor to kind of say hey look there might not be a, a good fit here well i i think there's a couple of ways you can you can approach that i think I think the first is chances are if you're feeling that way, they probably feel that way too. Uh, it's, it's funny how that, that tends to happen where just as you're saying uh, this partnership isn't worth it to us, uh, they're probably saying, you know, this partnership just isn't working out either. And, and uh, you know, not to make it sound like a Seinfeld episode as far as, you know, who's got hand, uh, you know, you can't break up with me, I'm breaking up with you kind of a thing. Uh, but I think a lot of times, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a situation where you both know that this just isn't working out. Now, that said, uh, sometimes, though, you just got to go find another partner. And I think at that point, you just have to have kind of a, a, a tough conversation and just say, uh, you know, we've made a business decision here. We appreciate your business. We appreciate your partnership. You don't have to say to them, you guys are a real pain in the ass to work with. 
uh, so we're fighting somebody else. Uh, I think you just say we're going in a different direction or, you know, we found a, a different partner that's come in at a higher level or whatever it may be, and you never want to burn a bridge, uh, but at the same time, you just have to say we've, we're making a, a business decision to go in this direction and uh, and just, you know, thanks for your business and, and leave it at that. So, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, I guess it goes back to, Nick, when you were uh, a single guy and you were having to break up with somebody, break a heart, you know, how, how did you approach that? And, and if I know you, I think you probably did it in a fairly – uh, straightforward, uh, you know, hey, this just isn't working. And as I say, a lot of times you, you both sides know it, that this it's just not a right fit. They're not getting the value. Uh, it's, it's more hassle than it's worth for you. So you just kind of mutually agree to part ways. Yeah, and I think the big thing there is just so key is it's probably mutual rip the bandaid off, don't let it drag on. Because obviously, again, if it's really becoming a place to where it's taking so much of your energy, even to just, you know, get things from them or set things up um, where there's not a fit, you don't want to do, maybe, you know, you probably don't want to do that for three years uh, to come to that realization. If in year one, there's really no, you know, you can't come to a conclusion probably at the end of the year of like, hey, this is probably going to get better then, you know, that's the time to do it, if not before then, rather than dragging it out for three years. Even if, you know, the revenue is pretty decent, you're just going to create a lot of frustration, animosity, and all that. So I I, I would yeah. kind of I would agree with you there, Rich, of sooner rather than later to really make that decision. I think, obviously, as we've stated, there's a ton of things you can do to try and help, try and make sure you're in front of the right person, you know, I'm responsible for X, you're responsible for Y by when. But again, if you do all yeah. these things and it's really not sinking well, you know, be cordial. Hey, I don't think this is working out. You probably have the same feeling um, part ways. And then obviously you're going to have to find a new sponsor to kind of fill in that revenue, but also probably probably those assets as well. Well, and then there's there's kind of another another option here, too, and. Uh, this is where maybe if if you're in a management role that you need to uh, be thinking about this. And that is, you know, do we have a bad fit here in terms of my rep who is working with this particular sponsor? I mean, maybe sometimes what's needed is a little change of scenery. And, uh, you know, let's let's say you've got three reps on your team and rep number one is you know kind of having an issue with with this partner and you know maybe maybe you take that that account and you say you know what um i think for your peace of mind uh i'm gonna i'm gonna move this person over to take over that account and then you know depending on on how your uh, commissions are structured and things like that maybe you're gonna replace it with an account you do an account trade uh, or, or, you know, but, but I mean, that's kind of where, a, a a good manager, uh, of a, of a sponsorship sales team has to look at his team, just like a good manager of a baseball team. And you just sort of have to say, well, you know, am I playing this guy out of position or, 
would, would this guy benefit from uh, a, a switch from from uh, uh, you know playing on uh, against left-handed pitchers to playing against right-handed pitchers? I mean, you got to look at, at moving people around sometimes, and and I think sometimes part of the solution potentially is to say would everybody benefit from a little bit of a change of scenery here in terms of the rep that I have working with this particular partner. And maybe that's what you try first, uh, you know, is just a, just a change in rep, uh, you know, and maybe that second rep's going to gonna be a better fit for that particular partner and suddenly things start clicking. I mean, not everybody's going to be the right fit for, for the right uh, sponsor. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind as well, is that maybe rather than firing the partner or firing the sponsor, you just sort of reassign some people, uh, put somebody else on that account and see if that uh, breath of fresh air and change of scenery doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, cause a change. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Rich, for diving into that again. Biggest pieces, I think we've talked a lot of, on this podcast about you know, what you need to do to make sure that your sponsor has everything you need. And again, sometimes that sponsor doesn't reciprocate that. So I think great insights there. Um, and, uh, and, and again, sometimes you just have to walk away as a kind of lasting piece, um, even if the revenue is good there and even if, uh, you know, the partner is a high-profile partner. So um, thanks so much for yeah. diving into that, Rich. Really appreciate it. Uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Well, if you need to get a hold of me, um, the name again is Rich Franklin, Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships for Oakview Group, the Acrisure Arena, and the Coachella Valley Firebirds hockey team. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Just uh, track me down, send me a, uh, a message or a, a connection, and uh, be happy to connect with you that way. Or... If you'd prefer to go the email route, I do check my email several times a day. And the email address is rfranklin at oakviewgroup.com. And I'm Nick Lawson. You're probably seeing this on LinkedIn, so definitely connect with me, Nick Lawson, CEO at Squad. As always, we'll throw this out to you all. Send us your topics. Send us your questions. Send us your the things that you're really, really struggling with in sponsorship. We'd love to dive into those. Uh, every week. So shoot us a message. Let us know your topics or concerns within sponsorship. Uh, but thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in this week. And remember, keep pushing those limits within sports sponsorship.